Good afternoon. This is Shane Claiborne and Tony Campolo. The name of the show is Across the Pond. We're on every week at this uh, time here on Premier Radio. Thanks for joining us. And this is an exciting show where we get to celebrate uh, the launch of Red Letter Christians here in the UK. Uh, we've had this movement going for about 10 years over in the United States uh, uh, called Red Letter Christians, referring to the old Bibles that had the words of Jesus. Old Bibles in the United United States. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, over here in the United Kingdom. Uh, you know we have them. Do we you have, have them. them? And okay. in fact, if you go online and use one of those online Bibles, there are still versions where the words of Jesus are in red. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they had the words of Jesus highlighted in red. And and, and if you don't, we're going to be bringing them back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, people are saying we need to not just read books on these digital things. We need to read real books. And we're, we're <laughs> saying, you know, the words of Jesus... Uh, are, are an incredible way of thinking about how we read the Bible is that we don't just have words on paper, but we have the Word become flesh in Jesus. And Jesus, it's not that the black letters, the Hebrew Scripture and the New Testament, the black letters are also important, but we read them through the lens of Jesus. We understand the Old Testament. We understand the, the, the uh, writings of Paul and the New Testament in light of Jesus. It's, uh, yeah. and, 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 you know, people take verses and they can make things say different things so when verses seem like they're competing with each other jesus becomes the referee right we're kind of bouncing it off jesus it should be noted uh, that uh, when uh, we started the movement red letter christians in the united states uh christianity today magazine which has an equivalent over here in the united kingdom uh, premier uh, radio has a magazine called Christianity. I think that's it. They don't say Christianity Today. I guess they're saying Christianity. The same yesterday, today, and forever. But uh, Christianity Today in the United States did a full page shot at the movement, and particularly at me, and said, uh, Tony Campolo acts as though the red, letter, red letters of the Bible are more important than the black letters of the Bible. And they asked for a response, and my answer was, you're right. We do think that the red letters are more important than the black letters for a very important reason. Jesus said they were. Read in the book of Matthew, the sixth chapter, how many times that he said, this is what was said of old. This was written in the black letters. Moses this is what, told you this. This yeah. is what Moses told you. It's all in the black letters. But I give you a new commandment. And he always says, my commandment takes precedence over the old commandments mm. is a higher value system. The other thing they said is what you picked up. I said, uh, uh, what's more is, you really won't understand the black letters of the scripture. Let's say the writings of the Apostle Paul and the epistles. You won't really understand them until you first get to know the Christ mm. who is revealed in the red letters. So mm. uh, go to the Bible, look to the words of Jesus, live them out. That's what this movement is about. And Sally Mann is the guest again. Yes, we had her back once before. And she's one of the spokespersons and trustees of Red Letter Christians. Dot uh, Red Letter Christians here in the UK. Uh, Ash Barker is the executive director. We're going to have him on soon. Uh, but uh, tell us what's been uh, what you've seen happening and why there's a need for something new. Because you know there's so many organizations. We're not out to start a new organization. We're out to connect some of the old organizations and some of the fresh ones that are starting. So tell us why why you saw the need for RLC uh, over here. That's it. So we're a network of like-minded people. We've been inspired by what you've been doing in the States and many of us have, have grown up reading your works and, and listening to you and following your stories. And we got together last year in November 
Um, Ash called together 40 leaders and activists from Britain. Uh, we went up mm. to the Lake District together and we were discerning, does God want us to network more formally and to bring red letter Christians into the UK formally? Um, because I think there was a hunger within that group to say, where's our place in the church today? Where's the expression of church that we can really not only understand, but that we want to be the voice of the church in the UK? And we're from all different denominations, mm. many different denominations and many different Christian groups. But what we want to do is to try to work together so that the words of Jesus, those red letters, have a platform in the public sphere. Mm. But also the communities, the grassroots communities who are living out those red letters can really be amplified and connected. That's what Red Letter Christians UK is all about. Yeah. And we've had I mean, I, Tony's been coming over here for decades. He's old. And I've been, yeah. you know, I come over a few times every year and there's beautiful things happening here in the UK. There's also some of the it's kind of like uh uh, we're we're in a deep crisis in our country, but there's like subtle expressions of that that um, uh, we see over here of white nationalism and different things that aren't maybe quite as explicit or cr critical as they are in the U.S. But there's um, the, the the need for a Christianity that is not just about escaping the world, but about engaging the world, transforming and about, yeah, the world, transforming, transforming the world. it, yeah. and. Um, um, you know, we've had some great uh, support from uh, Archbishop uh, Justin Welby, from Steve Chalk, from um, all kinds of partners over here. I love Nikki Gumbel and the uh, HTB. And, um, but there's, there's all kinds of folks that I probably don't know. Tony may not know that because there's, there's new things happening in the church. And there's also a, a new thing happening in the world where white folks are not always the center. And what we've seen in the U.S. is that we need to create a new umbrella that what we say is we're about harmonizing, but not homogenizing. So we want people in all different social locations, all different um, racial and ethnic backgrounds, like coming together and proclaiming this Jesus and justice message. So tell us some of the other folks that we might. Well, that's great. We're going to be taking you on a tour this week and you'll be coming to Luton and seeing our friends there. We're in Birmingham and Manchester. We're in Edinburgh. But these are just a few of the cities where we've found grassroots communities that really are very diverse, but often working in the more marginal parts of the city. Um, and we're discovering that, that the words of Jesus come alive when they're lived in the margins. I'm mm. from a working class community of, uh, in East Ham in Newham. And what we're seeing is it's actually easier to follow the red letters of Jesus mm. when you live in a place that, that you are among the poor. As mm. Jesus said, his, belong, his believers would always be among the poor. He said, the poor will always be among you. Or you turn that round and you will always be among the poor. Mm. And we're finding that in these places, particularly in hard times, in times of austerity in Britain at the moment, disunity, political instability, there's a great deal of apathy about what are the answers in our society. This is exactly the time when the church that lives out the teaching of Jesus mm. actually shines because we're a community of hope. <laughs> we're a community yeah. of joy. You know, we have a, a great deal of homeless people in our community and in our church. But we know how to celebrate life together. Mm. We're not people who have given up. We're not pessimistic. We have hope. And this is exactly the time that the, the church in Britain needs to really see those expressions more clearly. Yeah. You know, uh, the unique thing about the Red Letter Christians movement is this. It focuses on Jesus. You say, well, don't we all? The reality is the church has been very focused 
on the writings of the Apostle Paul. When I was growing up, every Bible study I went to was on one of the epistles of Paul. Paul gives us a theology. He tells us what to believe. As a matter of fact, he's the one that makes it clear we're saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any person should boast. You won't find that in the teachings of Jesus, interestingly enough. Paul is the one who makes grace very clear. Grace being, you get your salvation, not because you earn it, but as a gift of God. And you can never brag about being saved mm. because your salvation is dependent on what Jesus did for you on Calvary's cross, not what you're doing for him in your everyday life. Mm. As important as what you are doing is, it's not as important as what Jesus did 2,000 years ago on Calvary's cross. Yeah. Paul gives us our Amen. theology. Hallelujah. Yeah. Paul, <laughs> Paul gives us our theology. Jesus prescribes a lifestyle, mm. a value system, a way to live. And it's so easy to talk about doctrine. That's what the church loves to do. We Let's do. deal with the doctrines of the Apostle Paul. And here's Jesus revealed in the red letters saying, come follow me. The early Christians mm. didn't go around bragging about what they believed. They went around bragging about who they followed. Mm. And the earliest lines of Christianity are these. Jesus says, follow me. And the early Christians did not talk about their doctrine. They are said, we are people, this is what they actually called themselves, we are people of the way. The way, the yeah. way. We are following the way of Jesus. Mm. And that's what the Red Letter Christian movement is about. I heard somebody say, it's a, God so loved the world so much that he didn't send a doctrinal statement. Yeah. He sent mm. his son, the word become flesh. And that, that you know, as we were launching this, we uh, distinguished between the orthodox and the orthopraxis. The orthodoxy meaning yeah. the doctrines, right thinking, right believing. We And we hold that. We, we believe uh, in, in those traditional um, uh, statements of belief in the creeds. And, and But we our, our big challenge today is not just right thinking, it's right it's living. Right living. And, and it, the orthopraxis where we get practices. What does it look like practically in real life? And so we're holding those together, but we're That's also fine. realizing that like a part of why young people are leaving the church um, is because we haven't practiced what we preach. We, yeah, we, 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 we've got the doctrinals. Most young people can tell you everything Christians believe, even if they're not Christian. But when you say, but how do Christians live? That's, that's when they're right. like, not beautifully. They and, want and, to see a more authentic, yeah, well, Jesus-like Christianity. As Shane goes around preaching in the United States, over and over again, he meets young people uh, who are leaving the church and he asks, what are you looking for in the church? And I've heard you say this time and time. We want a church that looks like Jesus. We mm. want a church mm. that looks like Jesus. What a great line. Uh, is the church going to be a church that lives out the teachings of Jesus, the red letters? And we believe that's true in, in our context in the UK as well. In fact, there are many people who are working really hard in their community. They're activists but they haven't yet heard the gospel of Jesus. Mm. And we're saying to them, have you heard this good news? There's a spiritual life. Mm. There's living water that can sustain what you're doing in your community. Mm. And so it's not just that Christians need to be kind of reactivated to orthopraxis, 
But there are people there within our communities who are so hungering for the good news. Yeah. And we're trying to say this, this good news exists within Jesus. Yeah. And uh, there was there was a person on Sunday that came to the worship service uh, where I was preaching and they had never been to church. This is the first time that they've ever wow. been. And I thought it's so refreshing. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 also so exciting yes, right. to, to realize that we're introduced. We have an opportunity to introduce people to Jesus at at the same time we're introducing people to justice, that That's these are right. not divorced from each other. I need to add something as an old guy. I am an old guy. I'm almost 85. That's getting old, man. I go to a wedding and the bride's grandmother looks better to me than the bride. <laughs> you know, you're old when that's the case. But uh, uh, I've been around a long time. I was around during the 60s when young people like you were screaming and yelling <laughs> well, on the me, streets. I'm 40 years old. <laughs> well, that's, that's, awesome. that's young compared to 85. But I mean, young people were screaming and yelling opposed to the war in Vietnam, against racism in the United States, against, against the male chauvinism. Uh, they were yelling and screaming, and there were thousands and thousands of them on the streets. They're all gone. They burn out. Mm. The burnout of the activists in the 60s is incredible. Mm. Jerry Rubin, uh, Abby Hoffman, the leaders of the mm. uh, counterculture movement of the 60s. You know what they're doing now? They're selling stocks and bonds on Wall Street. Well, Abby Hoffman's dead. Yeah, yeah drug Hoffman, overdose, yeah, I think, right? Well, but, yeah. well, that's what happens to yeah. people who sell stocks <laughs> no, on Wall Street. But, but at any rate, they were selling stocks. So, I mean, they burn out. And the reason why mm. we need to be into Christ is that Christ isn't just somebody who we believe in, who prescribes a lifestyle. Christ is a living energy person who can invade your life, transform you from within. And when everybody around you is dying and leaving the movements, the Holy yeah. Spirit, his spirit living within us, can, energizes us and keeps us going, That's keeps fine. us going. Yeah. And I, I, I knew a guy, um, he just passed away this year, uh, and uh, uh, he was a, a pastor of a church in Washington, D.C., Gordon Cosby. And the last time we got arrested, standing up for the poor, uh, I was right behind him when they were processing us in the police office. And uh, this guy was 92 at the time, getting arrested. And uh, the cop looked up from the desk and said, Gordon Cosby, are you back here again? <laughs> and then he said, when are you going to grow up, Mr. Reverend Cosby? And this old guy, 92 years old, put his fist up in the air and yelled back at this cop, when you're filled with Jesus, when the Holy Spirit has invaded your life, you're forever young. You're forever young. Uh, kept on young. And we all started clapping and cheering. And you could just see the We're smile this. come across yeah, this cop's face. So in our good. community, we really are finding that Jesus is living water to us. And so mm. we're a community of activists. We know how to get busy. But recently we've been finding, we've been calling each other into more silence, into contemplative prayer. So we've opened up a space in the back room of our old church building, and that's a quiet space. And there's a morning and an evening that we just gather there, not to pray the needs of our community, but to listen to God quietly together. Mm. It's a practice I think many yes. activists are discovering. Yes. It's not just mm. about praying intercessions. There are so many needs. But what we really need is the living water of Jesus in mm. our life. And that takes time and it takes quiet. Mm. 
So this is uh, Sally Mann that you've been listening to, and this is Shane Claiborne and Tony Campolo. We'll stop just to say thanks for joining us. The name of the show is Across the Pond, and we're uh, grateful for Premier Radio for the opportunity to do the show every week at this time. Um, thanks for, for joining us, and we, we have a lot of guests, but this one's really, really special. Sally Mann has been a friend for a lot of years, but she's now one of the trustees and spokespersons for Red Letter Christians UK, uh, a new movement over here that is connecting and amplifying a lot of uh, beautiful, beautiful expressions of Jesus and justice. So go to the website, redletterchristians.org.uk. Dot org. Dot UK. UK. Got it? You can connect with Red us there. Red Letter Christians, plural, redletterchristians.org. Dot UK. That's it. And, and if you don't do that, your socks are going to rot out before this show is over. <laughs> yeah, and, we, and you're also uh, on uh, social media too, we on are. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. So, but uh, you will find us. But yes. more than virtual community, it's a real community. It's a real and, community. And we're, we're really, um, it's it's easy to feel kind of lonely as you do this work um, uh, for for justice and. And, and also to see the importance of intersections, um, that, that we're not single-issue people. We're holistic right. and integral, trying to say, what does God's dream look like in Newham, you know, um, right. and, and um, what, what does that look like? And so um, tell us a little bit more about what's happening, uh, you know, around the, the U.K. that, that uh, as, you, as you see fresh expressions of what the kingdom of God looks like. We've been so excited about this. So we didn't dictate to our grassroots communities what they should be doing to be part of our tour. But what we found were there were some common themes. And so in Newham, we focused on knife crime, on countering cultures of violence as a community and waging peace in our community. Mm. And there were other places across uh, Luton and Birmingham where that's been a really central theme of what their community are doing. Or as I called it, Lutton. No. (laughs) (laughs) But then up up in Edinburgh, we're looking, uh, and in Manchester, we're looking more at issues of welcome. And the, the, the church community, the people of Jesus being communities of welcome to immigrants and to refugees. Mm. And that's a, it's, it's not a different issue, actually. It's about peace, isn't it? It's about being peacemakers in our communities. Standing against knife crime is one expression of that. Being communities of welcome to immigrants and refugees is yet another expression of that. Mm. And that's what we're about. We're not there to dictate what our communities that are red letter Christian communities do. But we find that the Spirit of God is doing similar things among us and we need to work together to listen to each other and to encourage each other mm. we and don't to learn. Dictate. We don't dictate, but Jesus has dictated. He says, this is what you have to do. This is what we do. You're, you're my disciples if you do whatsoever I command you. That's in the yeah. scriptures. Uh, Herein shall men know that you are my disciples in that you do whatsoever I command you. And you're saying it. He, he has yeah. commanded us to take in the refugees. That's right. That's not an option for the Christian faith. If you're going to be a follower of Jesus, you take in refugees. You minister to the poor. Here's an interesting story. Some years ago, I got a call from uh, the office of Bono. Uh, you know, you too, Bono. Heard of him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the uh, secretary called my office and said, Bono uh, did a thing at Prince Albert Hall uh, the other night and said there are over... 500 verses of scripture that call upon us uh, to take care of the poor. Uh, and the uh, the Times wanted to know, uh, could he validate that? And he said, I got it from Tony Campolo, so we're calling <laughs> you. Can you validate that? Well, the truth is, I, 
I, I wasn't able to. But there's one thing great about being a sociologist in a university. You had graduate assistants. <laughs> and I said uh, to the assistants, uh, they were actually working with me from the University of Pennsylvania, go through the New Testament. Every time Jesus mentions anything about the poor, underline it yeah. in yellow. And so they did. And mm. we didn't find 500 verses. If you take the Hebrew Bible and the Christian Bible together, mm. there are over 5,000 verses that yeah. call upon us mm. to re me yeah. respond to the needs of the poor. Mm -hmm. I sent the Bible underline over here. Yeah. Uh, the British Bible Society put it out, and it's called their Justice Bible. And you can That's get a fantastic. copy of it from the British mm. uh, Bible Society. Mm -hmm. So as we've uh, been, you know, looking at our countries, there's a lot of forces that, you know, stand in the way of the things that are liberating for the poor and caring for the uh, oppressed. And um, one of those in our country is certainly a, a it's, it feels like our, there's just a shift around the white identity that has held the power that has been, you know, um, we call it white privilege, pre prevalent mm. force in uh, Congress and things like that. Now we have, you know, on the uh, tail end of the first black president, we've got a changing Congress, mm. we've got a changing country. And there's a surge in white nationalism. The, the um, certainly Donald Trump, when he says, make America great again. It, it's uh, there's a lot of folks that explicitly want to make America white again. Yeah. And they, well, they wanna... When he says make America great again, he's saying, remember what it used to be back 50 years ago? And I belong to an African-American church, and the black people in my church are saying, we don't want to go back to where it was 50 That's years right. ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they, we right. had uh, very few rights. They were kicking us everywhere we turned, and we don't want to go back there. That's uh, right. But when you say, make America great again, you act as though there was a golden era in the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah we had slavery. Uh, we had that, the, and then in the twenties was it when in the fifties? Yeah. <laughs> when I mean, you want to go back yeah. to? But but you know you said, what happens over here though, right? Is a lot of folks look over and they go, at least we're not America, you know. Yeah. And, and it kind of like if we're not careful, you kind of uh, you've set the bar pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've set the bar pretty low. For us. But yeah. there, there's similar forces we of have take, take back control, take back there's, control, there's, and um, that's an advantage of living in somewhere like Newham. So in Newham, there's no ethnic community that's in the absolute majority. Um, we're one of the most diverse boroughs on the planet. And for me, that's a really good place to be because I think the church uses power differently when it's the minority report within yeah. its own community, when we're not just the people who are always hosts of everything, but where we're guests in our community as well. And for me, this is a good place to start with that shift of power so that we're not imagining that our institutions will have coercive power but what we have is a kind of soft power. We have the power of influence. We have the power of serving. The kind of power that mm. you saw, Shane, when you went to work with Mother Teresa in Calcutta. Yeah. That's a power. It's just not the power that the way the world imagines power operates. Yeah, and one, one of Mother Teresa's lines that I love so much is she said, sometimes our biggest problem is simply that the circle we put around our family is too small. I and totally that's the problem agree. with nationalism, too, is that it, Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, the circle's too small. Yeah. Like uh, it's, it, it, we say America first or, you yeah. know, whatever. And it, and it means that the people here matter more than other people or something and like that. these this. are so, identity issues. And for me, the answer to all these identity issues is to have a strong identity as a member of the kingdom of God. Yeah, Good that's line. exactly right. The, uh, you know, when you, we here in the United States over on the other side of the pond, we're always being hearing Donald Trump say, America first. It's about time we put America first. And Jesus says, don't put America first. 
Put the seek ye of first God the, kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the yeah. kingdom of God, and His righteousness, the rules and regulations mm-hmm. of the kingdom of God, as you yeah. find them outlined in the Sermon on the Mount. And the, that's the, what the you other need to thing, live out. The other thing that Jesus does so beautifully is He emphasizes what we've neglected in the Beatitudes. He, re, he blessed are the poor. He's He's putting the the spotlight on the folks that we have just trampled over in this world. And and you look at those, and I, I think of the Black Lives Matter movement, and it's 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 going. Black lives matter. We have to be able to say that. And it's not to say white lives don't matter. When you say black is beautiful, it doesn't mean white people are ugly. But we're emphasizing what history has neglected for way too yeah. long. And that's why this movement is a Jesus movement. And it's a, it's a movement that has got to be diverse. And we feel we, we want to invite folks of all different ethnicities and backgrounds and even denominations and uh, theologies to simply say what we have in common is Jesus mm-hmm. and the justice that he cared about. Our eyes are on Jesus and we are going to work together and it's no no uh, uh, surprise that Jesus's longest prayer in John was that we would be one as God is one amen we're coming to the end of the program and you need to wrap it up for us a little bit Uh, what do you want to say to your British audience and your audience around the world for that matter we want to say if you share this heart and this vision this passion to have a Christianity that puts Jesus front and center and living out the words of Jesus, please connect with us. We don't want to take you out of your networks, but we want you to come and to learn with us what's what the Spirit of God is saying to Britain at the moment. You can do that by getting in touch through redletterchristians.org.uk. That's our website. You'll see pictures of what we've been doing with Tony and Shane uh, this week in our tour. But there's our Facebook page as well. And we want to hear from you. We'll gather together as groups of leaders and activists in September. We're coming up to Winston Green in Birmingham to review what God has been saying. We're a community that listens to each other. That's Mm. really important. We're not there to tell you what to do. Shane, say goodbye to the people. All right. Thanks for joining us. So we're... uh on every week at this time across the pond this is shane claiborne and tony campolo and our wonderful friend and guest sally mann thank you so much